Live from Las Vegas, the Snake Sports Talk Show with Jake Silva starts right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Boy, what a weekend we got amongst us. Uh, Labor Day weekend, and as always, behind the mic, Jake the Snake Silva here on the Snake Sports Talk Show. Wherever and however you may be watching and listening, we are live in the 702 on all platforms. IR Radio, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. That is where you can like and follow and subscribe to all platforms and to keep you up to date on future and past shows. Boy, I'm super excited about what this weekend is really going to be like. College football literally gave us a lot. And, um, and by the way, if you haven't seen it already, and I just dropped it this past couple of days, but we've got some new merchandise that is out now. You guys do not want to end up missing out on the opportunities to get yourselves geared up for all of your favorite stuff, hats, hoodies, t-shirts, and so much more. All of the most authentic stuff here on the show. You guys do not want to end up missing that. That is in the link below in the description. And spread and Spreadshirt is, of course, the company that provides all of our merchandise stuff. So you guys do not want to end up missing that. Check it out at SpotlightSportsGear.com. So, uh, man, we got a we got a great list uh, for today, and I'm super excited about how this this weekend really panned out. College football. Week one was absolutely fantastic, and we'll be talking about that, plus two, previewing week one. That is right, folks. The wait is finally over. Thursday starts up. Sunday starts up of the new 2022 NFL season. I could not be more happier and excited about how this year is going to turn out. We got a bunch of people up into the chats as well. Definitely share. Let's grow our audiences, and let's get everybody Tuned in, pull up a chair, and just hang out with me this uh, this hour. So we got Coach Dante, Philly Sports Talk, of course, my good friend Robert, Greg and John, Freddie, Key in the building, and of course, my good friend Bobby of Beantown Breakdown as well. So everybody definitely share it out. Let's get more people up into the chat and pull up a chair and just hang out and enjoy it with me today on this Labor Day edition of the Snake Sports Talk Show. So with that being said, let me start off with this. So there are so many stories in college football, and we've seen this all in the last few seasons and in the last few years. Um, in college football, you know, it, it, all throughout of the first week, I thought was great. I think, honestly, we got a great amount of what we got from college football. Like the last few, the last couple of games, like the games that really interest me. I mean, I watched that Notre Dame and the Ohio State game, and I could not help but think of this. Um, I mean, it was fantastic. Now, the game itself really was like, I mean, it, it was all over the place. But Ohio State was slow to start with in the game. And then they picked themselves back up against a Notre Dame team with a new head coach who worked under Brian Kelly. And I thought he was very deserving of the job. To be totally honest, understands, knows the program, and the Fighting Irish, they, they had a bunch of spurts where they actually looked pretty decent. They looked really decent. But in the end, you know what I really loved? And this trends so much 
as to what this team really means. Because if you really think about it, CJ Strout is the real thing. I know a lot of people talk a lot about Bryce Young and the rest of all these quarterbacks coming into next year's draft. And to me, CJ Strout, he reminds me a lot of a Matthew Stafford type. Somebody that's going to be really good in the fourth quarters when they matter. And remember, the first couple of plays from Ohio State and C.J. Strout was not great. It was not great. It was a little bit shaky. It was a little bit rough to start with. But at the same time, they, uh, they really, really worked afterward. And I think from what we've seen from C.J. Stroud in that game, he played up well. He reconnected a lot of his mechanics because at first being rough, in the end, had to dial it in. Ohio State just looked really good. And that was where it really mattered most. I think Ohio State, truthfully, has the right pieces. And, of course, with their quarterback in C.J. Stroud, he's going to be somebody that's going to really matter most in late quarter drives. So, to me... I thought Ohio State played exceptional. Now, Notre Dame had several key places in that game where they should have been better. Now, again, first week one, I think Notre Dame's going to pick themselves back up. But remember, too, you're getting a look of how, like, just the programs, they're really shaping up. Because Notre Dame's coming off of Brian Kelly. They got a brand new head coach. They got a lot that they look forward to. So to me, it, 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 it's crazy. And I think, um, and I think from throughout the entire game, I thought the run game was very decent on both ends. And the second you saw Ohio State really open themselves up, especially the wide receiver core. I mean, they've been really, really good. We watched Chris Olave last year. And the newest one, Emuke, um, um, I thought he's really, really good. I think he's going to be the viable piece for what the Buckeyes really need. But this is why I'm looking at this program. And in the last few years, I mean, Michigan took a big leap. And and Jim Harbaugh really, really shaped this program up well. So I'm watching Ohio State. And I thought they did really good late in those quarters. And I think C.J. Stroud is really going to be that guy that's going to be on the uprise. Because if I'm looking at the NFL draft for next season with Bryce Young and with C.J. Stroud, those are two big primetime quarterbacks. I'm not talking a whole lot on Bryce Young because I know what I'm getting with him. And Alabama, to be honest, they're the program that sometimes in the first few weeks, they don't really have a strong enough schedule. So I'm never worried about what I'm getting with Alabama. I know with what they're going to do. But personally, I look at C.J. Strout, and I'm seeing all the mechanics really work well on his end. And by the way, another team that I want to bring up that I thought worked really good, especially in the run game, from the speed, from the flow of the game, what about Florida? I mean, I'm, I'm watching that game, how it was not pretty from... <laughs> from the, from Florida's quarterback side, even though he did connect on some real good passes, and he definitely worked it all through and through, and that late touchdown was great. But you know what, though, I'm very excited of what Trevor, um, 
what Trevor Etienne is going to bring to Florida. I think he is really going to pop this year because after watching his brother Travis Etienne, both these both these running backs, these brothers are going to be really good. You got Travis already up in Jacksonville. You've got Trevor Etienne, who's really going to be a promising piece that's going to help Florida be stable. I think Florida could definitely turn into a top fifteen program in probably the next couple couple weeks because watching how the offense flowed as tight as a game that that was against Utah, Florida looked great. Like they looked really good in some areas. They kept fighting a bunch of those situational plays off. And then Florida ended up coming away with that win. So I thought that was great. Another one that I absolutely, that absolutely blew me away was the LSU and, and, and uh, Florida state game. I cannot believe like the game was just that strong. And it's Brian Kelly's first year as a head coach in LSU. And I thought LSU had certain spots that they would have beaten Florida State in those areas. And I'm watching the last touchdown that was scored from the Tigers. And then to me, what I don't get is why wouldn't you have gone for two? Because what Florida State is expecting is that they're going to want to make a humongous stop. And they did especially on a field goal play. But when you're in a tight game like that, I know it's early in the season, but situational plays where you need that win and you definitely need to, like, to keeping your ranks up because they're unranked, but especially against the Florida State team who I think they've got some promising pieces too. But that was maybe the most massive stop I've saw from Florida State um, in that game. And LSU just got shocked out because everybody in the SEC, the SEC this past weekend went 13 and one and Brian Kelly was the only lone loss. Like that stings sometimes. But to me personally, when you're making a big play and you're down by one, why would you not go for two in that? And I thought to me, LSU would have pulled that off and they probably could have ended up with that win. So in the end, and this is what's tough about that sometimes. In the NFL level, it's completely different because the pace of play is harder and it's a lot faster. So you have to think quickly. You have to literally make that decision as quick as possible. In college football, you kind of have a little bit more leeway. But I thought Brian Kelly, after that score, could have honestly have gone for two, thrown Florida State off their, like just, uh, they, they would have thrown them off their game especially with the way that things were kind of panning out back and forth. But that's a touchdown momentum. You could not end up like just settling, settling up on one, uh, you know, on one point. You couldn't just settle it with just an extra point. In tough games like that, when games kind of do matter in these, in these areas. And remember, don't mistake Florida State. They're a very good program. They've developed and they reshaped a lot of different pieces. I thought Florida State played great. And the same that goes for LSU. But LSU's defense needed to be better. They need to be better. So in the end, the offense was bailing out a bunch of plays that LSU's defense could not. So that's where I'm with with the Tigers. Listen, guys, don't, don't, 
don't freak out because of the fact of how the outcome was on LSU. You know what you're getting with Brian Kelly. He's a smart head coach. I think maybe in that scenario and in that situation where you don't just go for the kill after just scoring a touchdown is very questionable beyond me. But but LSU is in good hands. They're in really, really, really good hands. You know, and I think this is a step ahead from where they left off with with Ed Orgeron, and the program's going to be a lot better. So I just thought this weekend was filled with just just massive excitement. First of all, anybody who talks to me about the Oregon and Georgia game, Bo Nix is just going to do Bo Nix stuff. And Georgia's defense is so overpowering. Bo Nix and that Oregon offense just could not get anything going. And the fact that he literally threw two picks in that game and as horrible as Oregon's offense played, like it's just telling you how tough itself the SEC is really getting. So I still think you know what you're getting with Alabama. LSU is another team up on the rise. And Georgia, they're still going to be consistent. I don't think they'll be over the top as they were last year. But there are a lot of teams that are up and coming. So. But to me, I think Ohio State, with the way that they played up against Notre Dame, even though Notre Dame, they could not end up moving the football efficiently, there were still some spurts that they were trying to get under Ohio State's skin. But in the end, C.J. Stroud was just going to be coming up with those plays. He was going to nail a lot of those situational plays. And that's where I think that's going to be the heart and soul of what the Buckeyes really look for in those situational areas. I love what I saw from this week, from this past weekend in, in college football. I really did. All right. Um, so for everybody that's up and in the chat, I'm excited. You're excited. Football is officially back. In the NFL, there's tons and tons of stories. I mean, I could talk about a lot of stories in college football, but this in particular, and I'm previewing week one because week one, these are a lot of the games that are basically showcased, which I, I absolutely love. You've got rivalries. You've got, um, you've also got like a lot of players that are returning back to where they were all originated from. So this Thursday, you kick off with one of the two best offenses, the bills and the Rams. I think, the Bills right now are absolutely stacked. They want a redemption year for them because of how they panned out in the playoffs against the Kansas City Chiefs last year. And they upgraded a bunch of a bunch of pieces. And Sean McDermott is a young, on-the-rise head coach who's really worked a lot into this Buffalo organization. The Rams, who's fresh from a Super Bowl, the concern right now is, is Matthew Stafford okay? as far as his elbow goes, because there's been a lot of speculation. They have been, they've been kind of monitoring the whole injury itself. And that's where I'm like, I'm kind of skeptical with the way things are, but they did get Bobby Wagner and they did get it in up uh, getting Allen Robinson. So in those pieces itself could help with the Rams staying consistent and keeping the momentum on their side. Now, remember, they do they did lose their offensive coordinator in Kevin O'Connell, so it may be a little bit different on their offensive scheme of things, but Sean McVay is an offensive guy. 
He's going to he's going to manage and make sure that this team stays consistent. There's no doubt about that. Other previews, I mean, Baker Mayfield, he's playing at home against his former team, the Browns. Now, there is a lot of blood boiling with Baker Mayfield, with the way that this organization and the Cleveland Browns handled everything. And now there's no Deshaun Watson. I think that would have been a hell of a storyline because watching Deshaun Watson against Baker Mayfield, that would be fantastic. But we all know where we stand with the Deshaun Watson case. So Jacoby Brissett is going to start. But you got to admit, Cleveland's defense can play and bail out this team. I think that's going to be the storyline all season long with Cleveland because they're going to be very defensive reliant until Deshaun Watson comes back in week 12. That's the only time. But as far as Baker Mayfield's concerned, Sam Darnold may be out for the year. Um, quarterbacking right now is pretty thin because you have him and PJ Walker. There's no Matt Corral. He's out for the season. Um, so Baker, this is, this is where redemption movies. I love these because sometimes you, you, you literally look at a, a certain character in a movie or even in a show and you just watched how they redeem themselves. That's why I, I think this is a redeeming thing. And I'm rooting for Baker in this, but it's not going to be as easy knowing Cleveland still has a very tough defense. Um, another headliner. I mean, you've got the first Sunday night game with the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. And I'm really interested to see how that game pans out. And the Bucks, they still got all their pieces. Now, Russell Gage, he's hurt. Chris Godwin is also questionable. So there are some question marks with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But there's also question marks in the Dallas Cowboys end. There's no, like, and I'll be talking about that a little bit later on about Dallas. But... I think it's all going to be very situational. And Monday night, you have Russell Wilson returning back to Seattle in a new uniform with the Denver Broncos. I think this is great. I think this whole week one is going to be super exciting. And plus two, later on the bottom of the hour, it's returning back again. It's Jake's prime predictions. We're finally going to be having another year of it and I have loved every one of my picks from last year. And seeing how this year really caps up, this is going to be even bigger, exciting. I mean, the NFL season's just stacked. It's stacked all the way around because there's several stories of teams that could be up on the uprise, teams that I think could possibly take a fall and a hit. But, but I think this year in the NFL you are going to see a lot of how offenses really click from the first four to five weeks. You already know too with the rookies and especially when it comes to Pittsburgh because you've got Mitch Trubisky who's starting, but Kenny Pickett could end up coming in at some point soon. So there's so many speculations of every single team this year. So you're going to see that of how offenses really pan out how defenses strengthen themselves up because it's a more of an offensive league. I mean, Miami could be a sleeper team. The Chargers we know is a sleeper team. Um, I think Jacksonville could possibly be better than what they were last year. Detroit is a very emotionally invested team that wants to win more games and they want to be better. 
So there's a lot of storylines of what this NFL season is going to bring up. And again, you cannot mistake it. So I think week one, we're all going to be pulling up our chairs. We're all going to be excited that the NFL season's back and it's back and better than ever. And with the, with the bills and Rams to kick off with, and then an entire Sunday full slate, there's nothing like it. There is absolutely nothing like it. This year is definitely going to be bigger than the last previous years. Coming up next, um, you know, as I mentioned, um, it's really interesting. So the Dallas Cowboys, as I mentioned before, they're just such an interesting team. We thought the Green Bay Packers are interesting. And we thought, um, we thought maybe, you know, certain teams, would be interesting, but nothing like the Cowboys in their their certain situations. I talked about this previously about traditional teams. The Raiders were a traditional team. The Bears are such a traditional team. And then you got the Cowboys, who are also a traditional team. Why I think the Cowboys are going to have this very interesting ride moving forward, but it's all part of Jerry's world. And I will explain what exactly is the preview we'll see with the Cowboys. And what are some things that they need to work much better on? Because I I cannot find an answer. And I cannot figure out Jerry Jones at all. So I'm going to break down with the Cowboys and their season schedule. And what I think is really going to end up happening with the Cowboys moving forward. That's going to be coming up next. Plus, we do have Jake's Prime predictions as well around the corner and um, and so much more to talk about as well um, when, we, when we come back from break. So, um, man, I'm going to tell you right now because Prime Predictions, it's finally back and I'm super excited about it. So if you guys haven't already and you guys love fantasy football, you guys also love... Uh, sports gambling as well and you like the best of both worlds and you also love sports in general well there is an app for that and it is on fire this new season it's back it's bigger than ever and there's a lot of different modifications and it's called super draft pro partners with caesar's entertainment super draft pro has an entire listing of big-time bets, not to mention fantasy football play daily and weekly as well. And plus, too, we got a bunch of sports coming back up as hockey season comes back in. Basketball season will be coming up in December. But also, too, postseason baseball is right up around the corner in the NFL season starting up. So sports is going to be massive, and we love this time of year. But Super Draft Pro, what's very unique, you got prop bets that you could choose from, from as far as statistical bets of certain players, and team outcomes. Plus, we've got a wide range of sports books to make your bets and set your plays up right. And especially when it comes to winning big cash money prizes and not to mention bigger prizes as well. And plus, daily fantasy lineups from daily and weekly. Set your team, set your team lineup well and go for your championship run. Daily, weekly. It's superdraftpro.com. That's superdraftpro.com. Look it up on your Google Play and the App Store. Download like a pro. Set your lineups up and bet like a pro. Share too with your friends and family and coworkers like a pro. 
and play like a pro with SuperDraft Pro today. That's SuperDraftPro.com. Bitch, I'm a ball. Bitch, I'm a ball. I'm no ball. I'm no ball. What's in my cup? What's in my cup? All of that punch. Look at that punch. Bitch, I'm a ball. Ballin' like Kobe. Ho, keep it moving, cause you do not know me. Bitch, I'm a ball. Ballin' like Kobe. Ho, keep it moving, cause you do not know me. Bitch, I'm a ball. Ain't talking, man, walking. Tell my dog sick of me. I do no barking. Pass me some greens, you know I'ma spark it. Mama got ass, told her to arch it. Pull up at the spot, hop out and don't park it. Bino say, I always keep one in the cartridge. With Joey, y'all paper, so we Going toxic, came from the swamp to visit the tropics. Check out the scenery. Tell them I went to the backwoods right by the lake. Hey there, sports fans. Love watching the Snake Sports Talk Show and can't get enough and love to show your full support? Well, the Snake Sports Talk Show merchandise is now available on SpotlightSportsGear.com. Hats, hoodies, t-shirts, and so much more. Hit the link in the description and get yourselves geared up today. Snake Sports Talk Show. Like we said before, we got lots and lots of killer deals on 
all sorts of merchandise to get you guys geared up as, of course, the summer season's almost close to a close. But we got hoodies, t-shirts, and so much more to choose from on the merchandise section in the link below at SpotlightSportsGear.com. That's SpotlightSportsGear.com. Yeah, so I talked a lot about, you know, traditional teams, as I've said before, and the Dallas Cowboys are definitely one of those traditional teams because the Bears, we already know what, we, what we're seeing right now. I, I, I am really fearing for Justin Fields this season because this is bad. This is just all bad of what the Chicago Bears are literally going through. They have nobody except for Darnell Mooney as your top wide receiver and somebody that's going to at the very least be a valuable asset in, how, in helping Justin Fields like not set himself up for failure. And I think in Chicago's end, they're, they're just stuck in the 1950s. They really are. Defense is literally everything. Like they got to literally go by tradition on the defense. They're tough, but it's an offensive centric league. Things have changed since then. So the bears are going to have a tough time dealing with it. Um, the Raiders really changed a lot of their traditions up. Now, I'm a little concerned with how the offensive line really shapes up after they waved off Alex Leatherwood. Um, but in my opinion, I think it's going to be interesting to see the Raiders offense really produce because they finally got a number one wide receiver in Devontae Adams. So the one team that I think is interesting is the Dallas Cowboys. They've always been an interesting team throughout this entire offseason. And I watched them from the draft to where they are in free agency and how this team is shaping for what the 2022 season really is. Now, again, I love Dak, and I do think he is the absolute leader in this clubhouse with the way he speaks and the way that he just kind of keeps his head down and plays the game the way he's supposed to. Now, Many of us could literally turn around and think, well, Dak's kind of a situational quarterback, but I don't even know if that's kind of the thing because Dak could pull off certain moves that like every quarterback in this league could possibly do. We just see that because sometimes we look at how the Cowboys playbook is really pointed out. Now, last year, because this was a team that went, I think it went 12 and five or 11 and six, if I'm not mistaken, but this was a team that did win 10 games plus last year. And you have to think about their, the, the offensive weaponry that Dak Prescott had in front of him. Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Cedric Wilson, Dalton Schultz. And you had Tyron Smith, Leal Collins, and you had several other really good key offensive linemen that was protecting Dak. And, Zeke was still lethal in the red zone. And you relied on Tony Pollard to end up getting more carries and more rushes on the ground. So to me, as I look at it, because Zeke, this is kind of the year where he really needs to really go off this year. Now, how this season panned out, because in the offseason, Lael Collins is gone. Tyron Smith is out for the year and they just signed themselves Jason Peters, which how he'll favor out. I think to me, he's 
He's an older asset because I don't know how much left in the tank that Jason Peters truthfully has, but he's somebody that solidifies that spot. And you got to think of how the Jets dealt with uh, with Mekhi Becton. They go and get themselves Dwayne Brown. Uh, You know, older veteran could still lock down on his key position place. Um, But in certain spurts and situations, the Cowboys, if I'm looking at the schedule right now, as of right now, um, this is the first couple weeks because their bye week is in week nine. So you've got the Buccaneers, the Bengals, the Giants, the Commanders, the, the Rams, the Eagles, the Lions, and the Bears. That's your whole full week list. So here's what I'm looking at from the first nine weeks. So in the first eight before the bye week in, in week nine, I think against Tampa Bay, they may drop that game this Sunday night. And I know a lot of people kind of are speculating about what's happening in Tom Brady's life. Now, this could be one of those toss-ups because if Tom is not in in the right mindset, Tampa Bay might drop that. Now, remember, they may be without Russell Gage and maybe without Chris Godwin, depending on the situation of their injuries. So that might change. Um, you got the Cincinnati Bengals, who I think I think that might be a toss-up game because I love Joe Burrow. And I do think that after last year, what we got from him and Jamar Chase and that entire offense, that might be a toss-up game that could possibly be a loss. Giants, definitely a win on Monday night because the Giants right now are a rebuilding organization. In that NFC East, There's a lot that you look at on that roster that I don't think Daniel Jones, like Brian Dable is a great, is a really good head coaching hire. He's also somebody that, um, you know, as an offensive playmaker who shaped up uh, Josh Allen in Buffalo. I don't, I, I mean, he could try to shape up Daniel Jones, but I don't know how big of that it might work. Toss up game possibly between, you know, the them and the commanders. Because you've got Carson Wentz as a new quarterback, and he's back in the NFC East. And there have been spurts where Carson either plays bad or he ends up playing good against Dallas. The Rams, they may lose. The Eagles, another division rival, because you're dealing with three of them in the span of the eight weeks. Because the Giants, you know, is a win. Commanders could be a toss-up game. Could be win or loss. And then the Eagles were as tough as it gets because they're going to come at them at all cylinders. You know, I I truly think that the Eagles might end up taking this game. They may end up taking this game. It's a night game and a situational play. As far as I look at it with how the Eagles are set up and how Jalen Hurts really plays out, this could be bound for success. The Detroit Lions, to be honest, I wouldn't take them seriously. I would not not take them seriously because that is a team that is emotionally invested and the Lions, as tough as it may look, they got some real good pieces. They fixed up their offensive line. Aiden Hutchinson looks like he could be defensive rookie of the year and he could be a hit. And then you've got the Bears. 
So to me, if I look at how the first eight weeks are going to look like for the Cowboys, they could possibly be a four and four, if not a five and three team, if they could. But if they start trending downward where they're three and five or two and six, that's a Mike McCarthy thing. Because Mike McCarthy and how this team really shapes up. And at the same time, like look at the backstretch. From 10 all the way down, you got the Packers, the Vikings, the Giants again, Colts, Texans, Jags, Eagles, Titans, and then there's Washington. You got a whole back half stretch that honestly, as far as the situation goes, I don't think they'll execute against Green Bay. Minnesota will be offensively set because of a brand new offensive coach. The Giants, they'll definitely double dip because they're playing them on a Sunday and then on a or on a Monday and then a Thursday night. And then you have the Colts, so the Colts really reshaped up their defense. So the Colts might be interesting. Um, the Texans, whole battle of Texas, and then Jacksonville, you might get lucky on. But again, Doug Peterson is familiar with how the Cowboys play. So don't get it overexcited about that. And then you have the Eagles again, and then there's Tennessee and then the commanders. So this is kind of a huge, this is a huge deal for the Cowboys moving forward. This is maybe one of their big seasons. I literally came up and I, I saw up on the chat somewhere that this team could be a 10 win team. If you still had the same pieces and if your offensive line was fixed, and at the same time, you're looking at an, an entire schedule where there are a bunch of toss-ups for the Cowboys. And you cannot afford to fail. You cannot afford to fail. Dan Quinn may work this defense a lot more. He might. But in the end, as far as I look at it, with, with the way that this shapes up, that's where I think the Cowboys are really going to be tested most is situational play because you're hoping Dak Prescott really executes on many, many of those situational plays. Plus two, Mike McCarthy. Again, he's on a hot seat. If he starts this team up two and six or three and five, this is not a good trend at all for the Cowboys. And you have to think they got rid of Ben DiNucci and they got rid of Cooper Rush. So Dak is the only lone quarterback. He gets hurt. The season is in peril for the Cowboys. And, and uh, Tyron Smith is out for this year. So this is not... You want to believe so much upon the Cowboys, but I don't know, man. I truthfully don't know. And everybody's kind of, you know, they're sold upon uh, Kevontae Turpin who I think is a really good special teams guy. I think he's got a lot of positive upside, but you're going to need more than just a special teams upgrade. And I think at times, who knows how Demarcus Lawrence is really going to play out on that edge. And hopefully Leighton Vanderesh stays healthy. Micah Parsons, you already know, is a big hit. And then Trayvon Diggs, you better hope that he doesn't have a year like we just saw in camp. Seriously. So. Uh, we're going to take a break here on the Snake Sports Talk Show, but when we do come back, we're on the bottom half of the hour, 
NFL Jake's prime predictions of the 2022 season in week one. You're going to love how these picks literally shape up. So you do not want to end up missing that here in a, here in just a second.
All right, folks. Well, first and foremost, I want to thank all of you guys for being here on the show today on a Labor Day weekend. I'm excited for just the rest of this weekend. By the way, some exciting stuff that is coming around. Um, so I start my new job tomorrow. I'm starting up my new job. I am within the government sector now, officially as a full-timer. So days are opening up. And I was glad to, at the very least, get the Labor Day edition of this show out of the way. Um, I did explain this to all of my fans here, everybody all in the comments and in the chats. Um, days are definitely shifting. So I would have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday open. So... You're definitely going to see this show on Fridays and Saturdays because Sundays is where the boys are. That's exactly what, you know, the NFL season has always been about. So I'm excited for how this NFL season is really going to pan out. So Sundays are definitely going to be open. And I think Sunday will definitely have play-by-plays as well for Charger games. And I may, I'm also going to be up and in the works of making a Charger Strictly podcast. So there's lots of stuff that's going to be coming around. So I'm excited of what new stuff is going to be bringing on. I really am excited for this new job opportunity and time and, and so schedule's finally going to start to open up. Times is going to finally open up. So with that being said, I appreciate all of you guys for being here up on the show today on this Labor Day weekend. Hope all of you guys have a safe and fun Labor Day weekend off, especially when we got all of our hardworking people out there who have spent all majority of their year and the time dedicated to all of them, taking the time off, spend time with the family. I know for myself, I'm definitely spending time with my family. Going to be an entire grilling and cookout today um after once everything's over so i'm definitely going to be enjoying it and spending it and for all of you guys as well if you haven't done so already and you guys are new here up onto the show i encourage all of you guys to like subscribe hit the bell button and follow me on all social media platforms we're live on iHeartRadio, facebook youtube twitter twitch and instagram those are all of my social medias you can find me at and keep yourselves up to date with the Snake Sports Talk Show as well. And gear yourselves up as we showcase all of the merchandise as well. That's on SpotlightSportsGear.com. So, officially, Jake's prime predictions for the 2022 season is going to be officially underway. And to ending off this show right, I've got great, great picks for you guys. Because this year is going to be absolutely stacked. And we've hit a bunch of games from last season. So this year, this year, is going to be completely different. Brand new season with brand new storylines. And there's going to be some interesting picks you're going to absolutely love. Because I love doing this stuff every year. And we hit a bunch of games throughout the regular season. And even up into the postseason leading up. So... With that being said, we're definitely starting ourselves off with Jake's prime predictions. So without being said, cue it. Let's get it going. 
It's time to turn it up. It's Jake's NFL Prime Predictions for Week 1. Bills at Rams. All right, so I've got the uh, Buffalo Bills here in this game at minus 2.5, and and here's what I'm looking at right now with how tough this is game is truly going to be i love both of these offenses between uh la and buffalo now buffalo this is a redeeming year for them they stack up massively and in every position especially now they got von miller on the edge this defense is going to be a lot better so i'm expecting big time plays on the defense especially when you got their edge rushers aj at vanessa milano um, Von Miller, and of course, that's back end of the secondary as well. Now, Tre Davis White, let's see how everything plays out with Buffalo. But I'm a little concerned about the Rams with their offense, of course, with Matthew Stafford. But fourth quarter drives are a big deal for the LA Rams. That's why I like with where the bet line is. I think this is right, and this is the biggest game, too, to kicking off the season on a Thursday night. No better, no better time than Thursday night where Josh Allen comes into town against Matthew Stafford in the LA Rams. I'm going to take the Bills here, minus two and a half, and I'm going to give them a really good score. 28-24, that's my final score here in this game. Saints at Falcons. I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons at plus five and a half. Now, you may think this is nuts and crazy, but again, I do like what New Orleans defense and what they shaped up themselves now michael thomas is going to be officially back jarvis landry signs a deal and then chris Olave, one of their newest wide receivers on this tandem so i do like what new orleans does but however the falcons you can't go wrong with they got some pretty interesting players on their end the offense i can kind of see with cordero patterson is going to be utilizing the football a lot they do have a new quarterback in marcus mariota but there could be some spurts that down the stretch in the season, we might see Desmond Ritter if things start to go bad for Atlanta. I know that this is a rebuilding roster, but they have a plan. And Drake London, he is going to be a problem all season long for a lot of opposing corners and for a lot of opposing safety. So I like with the Saints, I'm going to go with a 28-23 score with the five and a half to cover for the Falcons. Um... But I, I truly think that the Falcons are going to show up in some ways. Because, again, you're in Atlanta, and this is a division rivalry. So this is going to be pretty interesting to see how the teams play out. Now, New Orleans, their defense with Demario Davis and with Marshawn Lattimore. Now, they did get rid of one corner. They did get rid of their one-star corner. So expect New Orleans in some spurts to give up mostly situational plays. So that's where I'm kind of seeing with New Orleans, but I do think that they're going to end up winning this game outright. 28-23. 49ers at Bears. I'm going to take the San Francisco 49ers. This is no question up on this one. Chicago right now is just, I don't know what their plan is, but they're butchering a lot for Justin Fields. So this is going to look really, really bad on this end. So I'm going to take San Francisco, minus seven. The defense looks absolutely strong. Justin Fields is going to be running for his life. My final score on this one, 33-13. to 13. 
San Francisco wins this one out in a big way. And plus two, Trey Lance is going to be starting up as well. So I think this is a great game for Trey Lance to really showcase his um, his potentials. Steelers at Bengals. I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals at minus six and a half. Like it, I love it. I do think that with Pittsburgh and with the AFC North matchups, by the way, I never bet so high up on this, but I like this so much. Why? Because I think Pittsburgh, they got a real tough defense. They got a bunch of players that are coming back from injury that are going to be really, really good. But Cincinnati, after what we saw from last year going to the Super Bowl, they corrected one thing, and that was the offensive line. So Joe Burrow is going to have time to throw, and he's got great weapons. Now, they are comfortably at home. That's the difference maker. So Joe is going to be comfortable on a home game where Pittsburgh, in some ways, because knowing Nika Fitzpatrick and knowing exactly how this defense will play on the secondaries, you got to have you got to have the right guys to cover the right pieces because between him, between Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and several pieces, Cincinnati and Joe Burrow is going to utilize all over the field. So I like the six and a half. I think the Bengals are really going to win this one, covering up the spread. I'm going to go with a 27-20. Cincinnati wins this game comfortably at home. Eagles at Lions. I'm going to take the Detroit Lions here in this game, and here's the reasons why. I do think Philadelphia will win this game, but the Lions last year were the most interesting bad team in the NFL because they did not give up on any of their games. Say what you want to about Dan Campbell and how this team really, really pans out, but Detroit, I'm going to tell you right now, they've got a bunch of really good players from the defensive side of the football to the offensive line that they stri- they they straightened out and I think Amonra St. Brown is really going to be the real deal on their offense now here's the thing about Philadelphia Philadelphia is going to come up at certain points where they got themselves a brand new corner they got a brand new linebacker they just got themselves two really good defensive guys in the draft with the Kobe Dean and Jordan Davis so this team looks really legit and Jalen Hurts from what we picked up on last year I really like with how Philadelphia builds up but of course in week one with how this is set in the point system I love it that's why I'm like I know Philadelphia will win this game but for Detroit to really cover the points because of how much they stay in games that's the part I really really like so I like Philadelphia to win this game 24 to 20 Detroit you got to go for the points here in this one. So I really like with that potential. 24-20, Eagles win this game, but the Lions do cover up on the points. Patriots at Dolphins. I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins here in Miami to beating the New England Patriots. Right now, I don't know who exactly is going to be the big-time play caller for the New England Patriots moving forward because they got Matt Patricia as an offensive coordinator. This is going to smell bad news for Mac Jones. But Miami, what did they do right? They are built for speed. They're going to outrun this defense. Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, they got in free agency in the draft or in the uh, in the trade. And then they got Raheem Mostert. They got Cedric Wilson, an X-Factor wide receiver in the slot. So Tua's got some weapons to throw. Now, I do know that the repertoire for Bill Belichick is he dissects young quarterbacks. I know this. 
but I think Tua and Mike McDaniel because they're shifting to offense. So part of it, they look at this and they're like, well, we might get a break from the offensive side of New England because of the offensive play schemes. That's the only thing I think Miami might get a break of from their defense. So the offense is going to really rush and speed and move the football down the field. So I'm going to take Miami to win this game at home. I think this is the best position the Dolphins could start the year off in. 27-17, Dolphins beat the Patriots comfortably at home. Ravens at Jets. I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens here in this one because, of course, this is kind of like one of those, I wouldn't say cupcake games, but it's definitely one of those games where the Jets, they are building themselves something interesting. But the Baltimore Ravens, if you watched in the preseason, now they did get rid of Tony Jefferson, one of their big-time safeties. But Marlon Humphrey... Kyle Hamilton that they got in the draft, one of their big-time linebackers, and they've also got some good pass rushers. Baltimore's defense is going to give Zach Wilson problems. That's if Zach Wilson starts. If not, they might go to Joe Flacco or they might go to Mike White. But that's going to cause problems for the Jets because they they can't get any time to throw. Now, they do have some really good weapons. Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, and they've also got Elijah Moore. So the Jets are going to try against Baltimore. But Lamar Jackson's going to set the table. The defense of Baltimore is just going to cause you all the problems. That's why I think the defense might actually make a big jump for Baltimore. So I like the point spread. I'm going to go with the Ravens here, minus seven, and give them a 27 to 20 score against the Jets on the road. Jaguars at Commanders. I'm going to take the Commanders here in this one. Minus three at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, remember, Jacksonville did hire a new head coach in Doug Peterson. So he's very familiarized with how the NFC East shapes up. And they are familiar with how Ron Rivera plays on defense. Now, they are without Chase Young for the moment. But you still got Montez Sweat. They just brought back John Bostick. And they got Jermaine Davis in that linebacking core. Now, the defensive secondaries, what people don't talk about with Washington, it's pretty interesting. It's a little bit of a toss-up, but I think Washington will be comfortable in this position being at home. And Carson Wentz, as a home opener, I think is going to do very well. This is kind of one of those games that Jacksonville, you're going to see the offense really improve with Doug Peterson because he's seen how the NFC really shapes up. So I think there's going to be some games where I think Trevor Lawrence is going to showcase a lot of his skills. He's going to have a great second year. And Travis Etienne, he might run against this defense. So a couple of like some fantasy pointers as well, because PBR is going to be important here in this type of game, because I do see both quarterbacks, Carson Wentz and Trevor Lawrence, giving the football off to their options of their running backs. So you're going to see Travis Etienne get a bunch of screenplays you're going to see Antonio Gibson at the moment because Brian Robinson being out for a couple weeks resting up and then you've also got Antonio Gibson catching a couple a couple of balls as well up and in the air so I think this is going to be an interesting game I think the commanders will command this game 27 21 minus three I like the points here definitely take it on at home Browns at Panthers I'm going to take the Browns here at plus two and a half 
because I love the defense that's set. Offensively, Deshaun Watson, because of the case, he's out for 11 games. So which means Jacoby Brissett is the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. Now, I like the Browns to win this game, but Baker Mayfield is starting week one against Carolina. I love it, and they're at home. So that means there's a lot of pressure for Baker Mayfield, but I think this is a redemption game. Do I think Carolina might get the win? I don't think so in this area because I do think Cleveland's defense is really going to shape up against Carolina, and they're going to cause Carolina a lot of problems. Because Carolina's offense is very much a rebuilding offense. They're trying to get used to each other. Baker Mayfield obviously wants revenge against the Cleveland Browns. I think he'll perform very well, but it'll be such a tight game against the two of them. So I like the Cleveland Browns plus two and a half. I'm going to swallow the points here. 24-21 is my final score. Baker Mayfield has a great game against Cleveland, um, but I don't think he comes away with that win. So I do like the Browns here plus two and a half. Colts at Texans. I'm going to take the Indianapolis Colts here on the road against the Houston Texans. This is a home opener for the Texans here. But as division rivals, Matt Ryan in brand new uniform with the Indianapolis Colts. He's going to be that veteran experienced guy. And he's really going to manage a lot of what the Colts need to do better. So I think in some ways, the Colts are going to very much work well defensively. Because I do like Davis Mills, and I do like Brandon Cooks. But I do think that in some spurts, the Colts on their defense, especially with how they shaped up, you're getting some guys off of injury. The defense is going to be much better. So I think the Colts offensively, you're going to trust. You're going to trust a lot of Jonathan Taylor running the football, and he's going to be great. I think he's going to be another guy that's going to be great. So I like with where the Colts are going to be standing. This is a big win. 28 to 20, I'm going to give them against the Houston Texans. Giants at Titans. I'm going to give the Tennessee Titans a minus five and a half on this one. I'm going to pay it up on this one. I think Tennessee is going to be very comfortable, especially when you got a Giants team that they're rebuilding. It's clear that they're rebuilding. And Daniel Jones, he's going to have a handful. Now, this is a lucky break for the Tennessee Titans to start the year off of because now they've lost Harold Landry for the year after tearing an ACL. That is big down the stretch for the Tennessee Titans moving forward. Now, A.J. Brown is gone, which means now you've drafted a wide receiver in Traylon Burks which is going to be very interesting. I don't know how big of an impact he will make with this offense, but they did get um, Austin Hooper. So I'm going to see Hooper get some targets than what he should have in Cleveland. There's that piece, and then there's Robert Woods. So I think Tennessee will be fine. I think Tennessee will be working just fine. The Giants right now are kind of looking like a mess. They released Blake Martinez. Big asset in the linebacking core. And how this secondary is going to shape up, I think Tennessee, they got a break. 28 to 17, they're going to play, they're going to beat the Giants. And I think this is a comfortable win for the Titans to start. Packers at Vikings. I'm going to take the, the Minnesota Vikings at plus two, which I think this is interesting because of the fact that they're the home team. And again, you cannot disregard what Aaron Rodgers does well. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going to definitely distribute the football, but he has no Devontae Adams. 
no Marquez Valdez-Scanling. He has Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins, Christian Watson, Randall Cobb, and, uh, and Dobbs, the new young wide receiver. But Minnesota, this is what people forget to think. Kevin O'Connell was a part of that Rams offense with Matthew Stafford and with Cooper Cup, and he spread the offense because that's how Sean McVay was working this Rams offense. So to me, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne, and Dalvin Cook, you're going to get the best out of Kirk Cousins. Mind you, that relationship between Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins was so strained, it was bad. And that's why I think you're going to see a better look for the Vikings this year and how this offense is really going to shape up. Now, the defense might need some help, but if Minnesota could really pan this out, I just need two points. That's all it's asking for. I think Minnesota at home, they're going to upset Aaron Rodgers in this game, plus two, 23-21. It's a close enough game, but I absolutely love it. I think this is going to deserve a massive skull chant for the Minnesota Vikings here at home in week one. Chiefs at Cardinals. I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs on the road against the Arizona Cardinals at minus three and a half. I do like with what Kansas City, they're starting the year off on the road in Arizona. Now, mind you, this is a home opener. So what does that mean? Kyler Murray, brand new contract. He's going to be nervous. So there's a lot of pressure on Kyler Murray's shoulders right now at home, and especially without DeAndre Hopkins. So you have Rondale Moore and several other small wide receivers because you're without Christian Kirk. And you've got Zach Ertz as your tight end, who's healthy. So to me, the Cardinals, this is going to be tough, tougher stretch. And I think they'll still try to play to Kansas City's um, struggles on their defense. But I think Kansas City, at the end of the day, Andy Reid knows how to open the playbook up. Eric Bieniemy is going to really manage this offense with Patrick Mahomes. And with new pieces like Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scanling, this is going to be interesting. It may not be the big pop offense, but Kansas City could walk away with this game with a win. 27-23, Kansas City in the minus three and a half. You better take it. Raiders at Chargers. I'm going to take the LA Chargers at home. How comfortable that they are. This is a redemption and revenging game after what we saw from last season at the end of the year where the Chargers missed the playoffs. The Raiders ended up booking themselves into the playoffs. So I like this. Minus three and a half. Justin Herbert, possibly an MVP year with everybody back. A reshaping defense with J.C. Jackson, Khalil Mack, Sebastian Joseph Day, and Kyle Van Noy. How can you not love that? I mean, the Chargers and in SoFi Stadium is going to really tear things up. And this is a big revenge game for the Chargers. So I like this. I'm going to have a collaborating video this week as well because we got Raiders content, guys. we got Chargers content, guys. So I'm going to love this. Three and a half. Chargers win this one big to get the redemption and start off hot to start the season up. 27-21, they beat the Raiders at home. Buccaneers at Cowboys. I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at minus one and a half because here's the thing. This is as tight as the game could possibly get. 
because you've got Tom Brady who's coming back after taking some much time off and they're without Russell Gage. They could possibly be without Chris Godwin, but you do have Mike Evans and you do have Julio Jones, but you also got Cameron Brake. So don't don't think that Tampa Bay may not show up in some areas. Now, they are without Ryan Jensen. That's a big hit on the offensive line for the remainder of the year. So I think Tampa, Tom Brady's going to brush away a lot of the stuff. Now, again, I may see some spurts where if there's some plays, Tom Brady, he knows he's smart enough. He's not going to try to make those plays. That's where I'm thinking Tampa Bay might be in trouble. But Dallas, your only lone quarterback is Dak Prescott, and you are at home. So this may be the fun yet toughest game of a Sunday night that you could ask for. So I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at minus one and a half. And I think it's going to be a close enough game because of the way the defenses will shape and the offenses, how they produce is not going to be easy. So I think the Buccaneers win 24-23 on the road in Dallas. Broncos at Seahawks. It's a homecoming party for Russell Dangerous Wilson. So I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos at minus six on the road in Seattle. I mean, look, here's the thing. This is a comfortable home game, not for the Seahawks, but for Russell Wilson. And I think this is the game we've longed to watch because it's Russell Wilson against Pete Carroll and Pete Carroll look at what he has on offense I think only from DK Metcalf Tyler Lockett and Noah Fant they're going to start Rashad Penny because Kenneth Walker's sidelined for a couple weeks and you've got Geno Smith starting in what way is this really going to work for the Seattle Seahawks you've got a defense that's loaded with Patrick Sertan Justin Simmons, Randy Gregory, Bradley Chubb, and a bunch of really good assets on defense. And you've got a new offensive head coach in in, uh, Mike Nathaniel. So, in Nathaniel Hackett. So, to me, Denver's got a lot that they could really throw the football around in. So, to me, this is a home game for Russell Wilson. I'm going to take a big-time win. Seattle... This is a this is a very very down year. But they're trying to accumulate a lot of draft picks, they're trying to accumulate a lot more that they could on the cap. So I think Denver's going to win this one outright. It's going to be a great homecoming for Russell Wilson. 28-14 Dallas or or um Denver wins this game outright with the minus 6. So I I mean, I love this game. So there you go. All odds, as I said before, are provided by Superdraft Pro, who are the proud partners of Caesars Entertainment. So as I'm looking at it again and looking all throughout the board, I'm going with the road favored. There's a lot of favorites here. So a lot of the favorites, I got the Bills, 49ers, Bengals, uh, Dolphins, Ravens, Commanders, Colts, Titans, Chiefs, Chargers, Buccaneers and Broncos as my guaranteed favorites and the dogs who may not win, but I'd like them to cover up the points would be the Falcons, the Lions, the Browns, and the Vikings. Now, I think there's only two games, two games that will win for the dogs. That's the Browns 
and the Vikings. I'm just so surprised that Minnesota seriously is a dog at home, which I like, again, you have an offensive head coach now in Kevin O'Connell. And then the, the fact that you're even a dog at home with knowing that, yes, your defense is probably going to be a rebuilding defense. But at the same time, that that's exciting. And again, I, I'm going to be, there's a bunch of teams, there's a bunch of games I'm going to be glued to. I'm going to be glued to the Thursday night game between the, the Bills and the Rams. Um, I think the, the, the Eagles and the Lions game looks really interesting to me. I know what I'm going to get with the Bengals, but I may turn into, I may tune in just a little bit into this game. Miami's going to be comfortable at home. Um, I think the Browns and the Panthers I'm going to glue to because of how Baker Mayfield is going to produce in week one. Then there's Green Bay, Minnesota, because I'd like to see how Minnesota's offense really produces. And then the Chargers Raiders, which we absolutely love big time rivalries. The Chargers have back-to-back division rival games from Sunday and Thursday. So that's going to be interesting. And then who knows how Tom's going to play in, in Dallas against, against the Cowboys because as pressurizing and yet not to mention as expensive of a game that that may be in AT&T stadium, the Buccaneers, you're hoping Tom Brady, he's cleared, like he he's clear minded and he's going to end up managing what the Buccaneers need to do better. So it's interesting. Um, but man, I, I love this. This is the first week slate guys. So there's some money to be made here on, on this whole entire slate. So, um, so again, as I said, guys, thank you guys so much for being here on the Snake Sports Talk Show. Have a great Labor Day weekend, everybody. I know I'm going to be enjoying it with my friends and family. And I hope you guys have a great, great holiday weekend. Stay safe. Have fun. New job right around the corner. We got a lot of exciting stuff coming up around the corner. So you guys do not want to end up missing out on that like me like me follow me subscribe to the snake sports talk show facebook youtube twitter twitch and also on iHeartRadio and instagram that's where you can find me on all social media platforms but i am out we will see you guys soon Live from Las Vegas, the Snake Sports Talk Show with Jake Silva starts right now.